Welcome to the Built Different Podcast, where we talk to agents that are in the market on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'm so blessed to have Jenny Meyer with me today to have a conversation who is a freaking legend. Oh, stop. (laughs) In the Lincoln market. Um, I was actually running numbers today, and I'm like, consistently, you've been between 50 units to 125 at times throughout the last 10 years. So the longevity is something I appreciate. And then you're like, just meeting you and knowing you now, having such a reserved um, kind of demeanor about you and cool, confident has been pretty cool to to see in a top agent. So um, I appreciate everybody that's hopping on to watch. And I hope that this episode brings a lot of value that we can pull from Jenny and what she's been through in her career. And if you find anything that's valuable, share this, send it to other agents. The whole point of this podcast is to hear people's successes and failures, but also to grow as a real estate community and get better on a day-to-day basis. So um, welcome. Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I always yeah. start with a couple conversations with everybody just to kind of like as an icebreaker. Um, so the okay. first one I always ask is if you could write a book today, knowing all the things you know and what you've been through in your life, what would you write about? Okay. So um, my dad has always been my role model growing up. Um, he was an agronomist, so he was working with farmers, um, making phone calls. He worked nights, weekends. So he was kind of like who I looked up to, um, hence why I kind of migrated toward the real estate profession. So I learned a lot from him, um, just growing up and his personality in general. Um, he's just a genuine, good, hardworking person. Um, he's smart, he's thoughtful, he's communicative. Um, so I've just always admired who he's been, who he's become. And so if I were to write a book, um, it would probably be a lot, um, around those qualities. Um, that's, that's what's gotten me where I am in life. All my jobs have been customer service related throughout my whole life. Um, got it straight from him. Um, like I said, he's, I've always looked up to him hugely. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I would just kind of write about, you know, things that have helped me and goals and ethics and values that I've, I've lived by. Yeah. And just having, that's awesome. Having such a strong parent figure that has set a good example. Yeah. And I don't think he has any idea, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) how much influence he had on me, but that's something I probably should tell him. We're about to talk about that today then for sure. (laughs) Um, Secondly, uh, what's the biggest misunderstanding of being a realtor? That is so easy. (laughs) It's not easy at all. Um, granted the fat past few years were a little bit on the easier side. Um, you know, the market was bustling, buyers were out and about selling, like houses were selling super fast. Um, you know, everyone's making money, everyone's happy. Um, but it's not always like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I got in the market in 09. So right after like the last kind of crash or wh- whatever you want to call it. So I kind of learned the hard way to do everything because a lot of agents were getting out of the market after that happened. I was just getting in. So I was just like this little baby agent, just kind of learning everything, soaking it up, um, worked with a ton of buyers, did all the things. Um, and so just kind of worked hard and was consistent throughout my real estate career. But it's not easy and there's tough times and there's blood, sweat and tears involved. But I think people see like the positive yeah. on Facebook, on social media, um, you know, everything's so great and easy and fun. And it is at times, but it's not always easy. Yeah, you show a house to get paid. R- really? <laughs> that's really? what you think, right? <laughs> and so that's the story that we're telling. So um, I'm glad you said that. We've had a lot of people on the show have said this, a very similar thing. Like it's not easy, it's hard work. 
and it really, really is. And so, um, I've just knowing you, I want to hear about your story and how you got to where you're at. Cause you're at a point now where you've, you're a top agent that has some time. Like you have leveraged yourself out enough that you can enjoy your life outside of real estate. And for a lot of people, that seems like a very daunting task that can never happen. So we're going to get into that a little bit as we talk, but tell me about why the heck did you get in real estate in 2009 when everybody was getting out at that I time? Know. <laughs> <laughs> like what was the rationale there? And then secondly, tell me the progression through to how you got to where you're at today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was in a, a job where um, I didn't have much control over how much I was making and I was making way less than what they told me I would, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I've been there. I know, I know. So I thought I'd just get my license and just kind of do it on the side. You know, my husband and I had just purchased our house together and, um, you know, going through all that. I'm like, you know, I, I like this. So I'm going to try it. I ended up quitting um, my full-time job, cold turkey, which was really scary um, because we were young and we After were how long? we were a newly cut. New, uh, well, at that job, I was three years. Okay. But before that, I was at restaurant management. Um, Got it. And sorry to cut you off, man. No, no, sorry. I kind of left that part out. Yeah. Um, but no, I customer relations service positions my whole life. Um, a lot of restaurant management. That's a lot of hours, a lot of time on your feet, mm -hmm. a lot of problem solving and yep. that type of thing. So we bought our first house, um, had the up and downs of losing a house, multiple offers, this and that. Finally got our house and I loved the whole process that we went through. So um, got my license um, and then just quit my other job and hit the ground running and I'm glad I did it that way because I think it makes you really kind of I mean put your all into it it's kind of like it's you know burning the boats like this has to work or or it's this is my only option yeah yeah um how did you like come into the industry and quit right away or was it like after six months of like hey I think I can do this so I'm going to quit my other job. Or what did that transition look like? It was right away. Right away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was kind of doing my training at the brokerage that I joined and I was taking like really long lunches, hoping they wouldn't notice, <laughs> <laughs> but they did. So, you know, we had that discussion and so, yeah, I that, jumped in That's right awesome. Away. So did you just like become successful in four days? <laughs> um, I wish. No, it does not work that way. Um, my first, uh, listing actually came in from phone duty. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing phone duty and, um, I was negotiating that, uh, that offer during a football game, um, Kansas city chiefs. We were in KC for that. And I still remember like walking around outside the stadium, just, you know, negotiating, doing what realtors do. But, um, but no, it's a lot That's of hard funny. work along the way. I mean, you start with X amount of sales and your goal is to like, you know, increase your sales each year, but you got to do the work. Yeah, for sure. So came in, went full time, um, mm -hmm. obviously worked your tail off. Yeah. So what was that progression from 09, just like broad overview, 09 to now? Um, so to kind of summarize, um, I was lucky enough to have a mentor um, at the time and I was her assistant. So it was beneficial for both of us. I got a little extra cash for closings that she had. She taught me so much. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I worked my tail off. There was a lot of 16 hour days. There was a lot of days I didn't see my husband, um, like literally all day. I'd come home and go right to my office and continue working until midnight, 
get up and do it the next day, but I loved it. So I think that's super important. You yeah. have to love what you're doing. So I didn't really see it as work. Yep. I just saw it as this is what I need to do for my clients to get the job done. And so um, a lot of long hours, a lot of days, um, a lot of missed events with family and friends, you know, just doing the things, yeah. helping the people. Um, so slowly over time, I just started um, giving myself goals. Um, like five years ago or so, I said, I'm going to give myself either Saturday or Sunday off each week. So I just have one day off. Um, that awesome. sounds so crazy. Hey. But realtors work 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my husband has weekends off. So I'm like, I'm going to have one day off a weekend so we can spend time together. Um, and then slowly over time, um, I've leveraged that kind of like you mentioned where I really don't work too many weekends, um, maybe an appointment here and there, but I yeah. have that time. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me, so like with that relationship at home, right? Like how important has it been to communicate through like obviously what you're going through in the real estate side of things, it takes a pretty strong person in order to be, it's funny to be with the realtor, right? Cause yeah. because the hours are so demanding. Yes. Um, how have you navigated that to make sure that, you know, relationship stays in a really good place? Um, I've been really blessed with a super understanding husband, um, Evan. He's never said one negative thing about me having to work, negotiating offers during dinner. I mean, he he's super supportive, um, has kind of taken the reins on cooking because if it were up to me, I'd have like macaroni and cheese every day. <laughs> so um, at least I eat something healthy-ish. Um, but no, he's super understanding. But I think that spouses kind of get the brunt of the deal, though, with all the hours that we put in um, with this business. Mm -hmm. So to have a spouse that's super understanding like that is very important. Yeah. So do you think, so how, if, you know, there's a lot of agents right now are dealing with this, like, as a, as a struggle, right? Like, we have to work so hard in order to secure deals in yeah. the market that we're in right now and it does take hours and it's demanding and it's during time that's with family what's a what's like a, some good advice to somebody that's maybe younger um that's going through this with family and or in a relationship that they could start doing now in order to make sure that they can have some longevity in this industry without having a bunch of disruption um as far as putting um, you on the spot here so. <laughs> as far as how they would handle like dealing with a significant other yeah, or same yeah like family significant other but also like the demands of work and boundaries there like there's two sides of it where it's communication boundaries so like how would you know yeah yeah i think you have to set expectations with your clients absolutely um like for me i i don't answer anything before 9 a.m., sometimes 8, depending on the situation. I mean, I had someone text me at 6 a.m. the other day, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're up, but, you know, we have work days. You know, I, I'm 9 to 9 usually. So okay. I just kind of set that expectation. Um, so I think that's super important. It wasn't always like that for me, though. Um, <laughs> I've gotten better at that because you have to put those boundaries. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get texts and calls all hours of the night and so which i have been through too yeah at the, at the same time i'm like well it's my job like yeah. i love it you know well it's also setting expectations with the people around you right yeah. like they yes. gotta understand too so yeah yeah i mean vacations obviously realtors work vacations <laughs> i mean i bring my laptop on every vacation um i usually knock out some work in the mornings and then kind of take things in as they come in throughout throughout the day but 
um, you know, just having your family and friends support you and know that this is your job and um, is, I think, really important too. Yeah, but not that you don't. It can be hard. You mean in no disrespectful but, way, but this is kind of the demands of the job. Is, yeah. Is part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, awesome. So as you kind of, as you've kind of built throughout your career, you've uh, trained, you've, you're a single agent for a long time, built a small team slash like partnership, which grew into a little bit of a, you know, larger small team. And then you built a large team after that. And now kind of back to solo, right? Yeah. What is, yeah. like, what did you learn in all those phases? You know, I'm really glad that I went through all of that. Um, because I learned so much and I established so many like friendships and relationships in doing that. Um, I'm, I'm like thankful that I went through all of that and I got to experience it. But, um, but yeah, I was a single agent. And then, um, once I got too busy to be, um, my mentor's assistant, then I had to bring my own assistant on. And then I got to be too busy with that, too many leads coming in. So, um, me and another gal formed a small team. Um, and then, a few years later, we merged with another team and became a really large team. Um, learned a lot with that. It's a lot of commitment as a team leader, team owner. I mean, it's it's a lot. So I love the mentorship part of things, but um, I felt like a lot of the ownership duties just weren't really my, my jam, per yeah. <laughs> um, se. Um, I like the actual selling part of things, too. So... I just kind of decided that it was time to go back to the basics. I mean, go back to being on my own, and um, you know, it was a it was a clean split and amicable, and I'm friends awesome. with all those agents still, and so I'm just doing my own thing now, and I still get to work with a lot of those agents too, which is awesome. Yeah, and I love seeing that team succeed, which I think is super important too. Yeah, and it's cool that you've had you know you're in a good place with that with the split because those things mm -hmm. sometimes aren't so good. Yeah. Um, when that's another good question I guess I just thought of right now, like misconceptions of being a team leader, right? Because a lot of people see that as, um, you said it was a challenge. There's certain mm -hmm. things that you loved and didn't love about it, and you love selling still. Um, if you were somebody looking up to team leaders, maybe potentially um, even interviewing with them at some point, but like what, like being a team leader, what are the hard parts that maybe people don't see so much? Um, I mean, it is a business. You've got budgets, you've got vendors you're working with, you've got to make sure your agents are, you know, you're supporting them and giving them what they need. You got to make sure that they're doing what they should do to be on the team. Uh, I mean, you're accountable for them for all their transactions. So it's a lot of responsibility and I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that. Um, but I'm glad I got to experience it, yeah. but yeah, there's a whole lot that goes into it. Um, probably more than a lot of people know. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. hours that are outside of, we are, we all know how, uh, demanding selling is. Yeah. And then you throw a team on top of that. It's yeah. tough to balance all of that. It is. Especially with all the rest of life that we have. Right. So yeah. I think that's an important thing to understand. If you were, um, if you were an agent that was going into the market that we've been seeing is 20% decrease in units over three years. So we're starting to see a little bit more um, of the not so systematic agents getting out, right? Um, we're, it's a filtering process. If, as we go into this next market, if you are considering going on to a team, whether small or big, what kind of questions would you ask or what would you look for in a good team? Um, I think a team, the leader, the character of the team leader owner is super important because leading by example, I think is huge. Um, they've got to see their team leader. They've got to have that respect for them. But I mean, that it's earned, you know, 
you, there's good team leaders, bad team leaders. There's all sorts of teams that are run all sorts of different ways, but you've got to look at your team leader owner and think, you know, do I respect their character? Do I want to be part of this? Um, how will you support me? What do you give back to me? Um, what are your expectations of an agent that would be joining the team? Um, it's, good, it's a give and take when yeah. you join a team and you're on a team and you run a team. Yeah. It's like a give and take for sure. Yeah, that's big. I see like even in the recruiting side of things for brokerages and for teams, everybody has the best culture. But yeah. right, yeah. everybody has the best culture. But in reality, everybody has their own culture and do you align with that culture? I think yes. you said something really, really awesome, which was what do you give back? So as a when you come to a team, it's not only what am I getting, but what am I giving to this team that I can help them as well? Yeah. Because a team is some a group of people all working towards the same goal. A group of people is a group of people that came together to support one another in their own goals. So I think there's a big misconception in the real estate world of what a team versus a group is. I think teams are all working towards the same goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, there's so many different structures for how a team is run. So you could categorize team versus group. And I mean, there's just so many different ways. But but yeah, I mean, helping each other out, like that culture is super big. Um, one thing I really liked about having the team is I felt like we were kind of like all a family. Um, we were just super close, and um, I think that's super important and helped each other out a lot too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, for you, as you kind of built in your career at the beginning, because I mean, you had phenomenal numbers since 2010. Like I've, I was just looking at your trends this morning. Um, how did you get to a place where you could sell 50 houses in a year? Like you said, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of time and hours, but what were the activities? Were we calling people? Were we open houses? What was the thing that you did really well? Yeah. So, um, I had been living in Lincoln for a good 10 years already. So I met so many people through former jobs. Um, I knew people through my husband. I knew people from back home that had moved to Lincoln. So, um, I, I did open houses. I did three every Sunday. Um, three, three every Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. One to two, two thirty to three thirty, and four to five every Sunday. Um, I did phone duty. Um, I did social media, huge because it's free. Mm -hmm. So I put everything on Facebook from like um, congratulation posts to my homeowners, like holding the sign and funny things I saw while showing houses. But I had people reaching out to me on Messenger. Um, I sent postcards out to people. I just kind of tackled it from all areas. Um, pot buys, I've always been a big fan of doing pot buys. Okay. Um, I think they're super fun and just kind of personal. Very like, engaging, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so we did all those things like from the start. So it sounds like open houses were kind of like one of your main things. Yeah. Well, you don't have a lot of money when you're starting <laughs> a lot of times. So I did the free activities, you yep. know, and then you slowly move into now I can increase my budget to maybe doing postcards or now I'm going to send out my Husker magnets each year or so. But yeah, I mean, it grows slowly yeah. for sure. You find what works. And so yeah. for like what works in an open house, like what was your process? Are there certain questions that you would ask or follow up? Like what worked for you in open houses? I just talk to them as people. <laughs> You know, how can I help? Like, what are you guys looking for? I mean, do you have a realtor? I'd, I'd be happy to help you. I mean, just talk to them like they're people, Yeah. you know, and there's people that obviously don't want to talk or they just want to be left alone. But I got a lot of business from open houses. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. when you were to do follow up, did you follow up like uh, Monday of next week? Well, I guess you were doing Sunday. So the next day or what would, what did your follow up on open houses look like? 
Um, if I got their information, I would, you know, get their searches set up probably Sunday or Monday and then touch base with them and make sure they got the search. Um, maybe send them to a lender, like recommend a lender at that point. So, I mean, I, I don't wait. I, you can't wait too long. Mm. <laughs> you have like to jump on it. Speed to lead's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to go to the next person, you know, if you're not on top of it. Do you do buyer consults? Um, I did, yeah, when I was on the team. Um, I work mostly with um, sellers now or past clients that I've helped over the years, maybe buy and sell two or three, four times. So um, I don't really have many buyers, uh, new buyers coming in that I have to consult with, but, mm -hmm. but I have, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's important to educate them, I think on the whole process. The process start to finish. I think that's really big for, especially going in the market that we're going into. Yeah. Um, I think skill sets are gonna be really, really important. Um, what, and other agents that are successful, what kind of skill set, and yourself, what kind of skill sets do you think are important to be focusing on into these, you know, the next market that we're going into? Um, I just think you have to be determined, authentic, genuine, um, don't give up because just because they're not ready now doesn't mean they won't be ready in three years. I had so many people that I just stayed in front of over time and they turned into a sale down the road. So you might do be doing all the activities now and not seeing like the rewards for it, but if you keep doing it, it'll come. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you just touched point on something that's really important, which is follow-up. Yeah. Um, follow-up isn't only for a couple months. Like it may be three to, like you said, three to seven years. So if you are to touch base with somebody, past client, database, SOI, whatever it is, um, and they may not be buying for the next year or two years, what are you saying to them when you do touch base with them, if you're calling them? Um, finding common ground, or if I saw that there was a graduation or a baby was born, things like that, um, are good things to call about um, or we're having a parade of homes coming up you know here are the hours if you guys want to stop by and say hi um, just kind of things like that yeah I think it's yeah. important mm -hmm. do you do email marketing as well on top of like the social media stuff that you're doing or not so much yeah yep I have my whole sphere of influence on a drip campaign um, so they get kind of a I, I write their email for them and it kind of goes out every few months. Okay. So, and I'm, they're on Homebot also. Okay. So, any other tech that you use? Uh, I think that's, that's it. Email, Homebot. Um, I text them on their home anniversary, um, like a happy anniversary. Yep. And then my follow up once people buy a house is um, I follow up after three weeks, three months, six months, and then each year after that. Okay. So say that one more time. So follow up post closes. Yeah, I do. Um, well, I do three day. <laughs> I do a lot because I don't know. I just want to stay in front of them, mm -hmm. but and let them know that I care. You know, I tell people like I'm your realtor for life. Like <laughs> once we close, I won't be gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but three days, three months, three days, three weeks, three months, six months, and then every year after that. Okay. So what are we saying on those times? Is it text message, call, email? Usually they're a text message. Okay. Um, and if I have a Facebook memory that pops up with a photo of them um, in front of their house, um, I might send that to them too, um, just smart. as a little memory type thing. That's smart. Do you do any specific type of post-close, like gift or anything like that, or is it more communication? Um, yeah, I've always given closing gifts um, that range from 
you know, sometimes you have those hard to buy for people that might like single guys. I mean, Home Depot gift card. Yeah. But, you know, I've done like little wooden keys before. I mean, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Gift baskets, wine. Uh, how many people are in that, in your sphere, your database? Um, I think I have around 700. 700? Right yeah. And you're selling about, like, what I've seen pretty, like, statistically speaking, is ten, you're turning your database at 10%, which is pretty much right on for you. Are you between, like, 60 and 80 right now units per year? Yeah, So yeah. That, that makes sense. Do you know how many times that you're, we call it touches, but how many times you're communicating with them throughout the year through HomeBot, email, and phone call, different things like that? Um, HomeBot is once a month. Okay, wait, 12. Um, which is, yeah, it's nice. It's just a set it and let it go type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and you're offering them so much value. I mean, um, I love HomeBot. And then the emails are going out once a quarter. And then the calls are just as needed. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so and so we got, I mean, we're above 20, about 20 to 25-ish yeah. with all the personal touches that you're probably doing. Um, and that's turning that at 10%, which is phenomenal, which is a, like, that's the way to do this business to where you don't have to go buy a whole bunch of leads, right? Right. Or have you, yeah. Do you buy leads now? I did one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh, it was probably three or four years in. Um, it was just one of those lead gen sources that, you know, you pay us a referral fee and we give you, I think it was 18 leads or something. Mm -hmm. and. Honestly, I think probably a third of them turned into sales, okay. and then a lot of them have been multiple sales since then. That's but awesome. That's the only time I, I paid for leads the rest um, of it's myself. Been, the rest of it's been referral and just... Yeah, just marketing and doing pot buys and dropping off platters of sandwiches and sending magnets and things like that. Yeah. So, If you were... Start wrapping up here on the last few questions. If you were to um, give advice to maybe an agent that's in their first three to four years, right? Want to have longevity, want to build a really solid business in this industry. Like, what advice would you give them now saying, like, here's the things you should be focusing on. This is what to look out for. Um, I would say make sure it's something that you want to do and love to do. Um, and if it is, then it's not going to be so much as a, oh, God, I have to do this or that. I mean, we all have those moments, of course. But, um, you know, if it's your passion, it makes things so much better and more authentic. But you got to grind. you got to do all the things. Awesome. You have to put in the hours. You have to hustle. You have to um, don't give up. I mean, business is not going to land in our laps. I mean, we're, we're not in that market anymore. So you've got to put the work in. Um, but don't give up because there's plenty of times where, um, you know, I, I lost my first sale like to a FISBO and they didn't use me and did I cry? Yeah, I did <laughs> because I, I was like heartbroken, you know, I learned so many lessons over the years and there have been a lot of emotion things that you go through, but you learn so much too. But yeah, don't give up and work hard. Just see, see it through. Yeah, um, yeah. You probably learned how to have tough conversations throughout the years, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a learning curve because when I first started, a lot of my tough conversations were um, older agents who had been in the business that tried to bully me. I saw a lot of that. And I was like, why are they being so mean? Like, I'm just trying to help and do my job and help people. But um, once you get past that, you know, then I kind of moved on and... 
Um, but you have a lot of conversations with people. I mean, with your clients, with other agents, you have to think outside the box. You have to be practical. You have to kind of reel people in sometimes and kind of help, you know, help them navigate their emotions because obviously they're it's an emotional experience yeah. and for everyone. As agents, that's one of our responsibilities is we're here to manage emotions. Mm -hmm. This is an emotional yeah. process. We're gonna have emotional reactions. We're here to not get emotional. We're here to work with the other agent to see it through. I yeah. Think that's big. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, have I gotten in fights with other agents? Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you learn and you move on and yeah, yeah, you grow from it. So uh, final question, and I ask everybody this question just because I like to know how you would, you know, how would you speak to yourself and give advice? If you go back to your first day in real estate, knowing the path that you went down, how would you encourage yourself or give yourself advice for the next X amount of years? Um, looking back, I would A, not be so hard on myself and B, not take everything so personal um, because I'm the kind of personality where, I mean, I do just absorb things in and I think and I think, um, which I think can also make a good realtor too, but um, over time you just have to learn to just kind of reel things in, um, but also I was really hard on myself. I mean, why didn't I, I lost this buyer to so-and-so at an open house or, you know, but it happens. It yeah. happens to everyone. So I would say, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, keep doing the work and then just don't take everything so to heart. Yeah. And, and that's such a, in sales, that's such a tough lesson to learn because mm -hmm. you got to yeah. grow some thick skin. Yeah. Yep. In, in this whole <laughs> thing and to, to not take things personal, um, makes you, um, not tell what you said about telling stories. Um, we come into conversations to negotiations on throughout the transaction with we know exactly in our minds, we know exactly what they're going to say. When in reality, we have no idea what their day is looking like, what they may say. Exactly. And a lot of times there's something going on that you don't know about um, in their personal life and they're bringing all those emotions into the transaction. Um, and I've learned to peg that now. Like, yeah, there's something else going on that you know, is affecting what they're saying about this transaction. But you learn that over time, I think. Yeah, well, it's, and with your clients and with the other agent, if you're able to put that aside and get through it, they have so much more respect with the, for you after the fact. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. a lot of times people would say, hey, I'm sorry, I was going through this at this time. And you start to uncover what was really happening. And that's how you really build a rapport and build relationships with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all have the same goal of getting to the finish line. The buyers want their house. The sellers want to sell. The agents want to get through it and everyone's happy. I mean, we all have the common goal. So just not being enemies with, you know, the other side, I think is super important. Too. Yeah, that's Brokerage doesn't matter. Team doesn't matter. Right. This is yeah. a this is a specific situation transaction with the same goal, and our job is to manage emotions to get them to where they wanted to be at the start, with mm -hmm. a little bit of a bumpy ride till the end. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes. yeah. Sometimes it's just smooth. You, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's See everything. Um, well, look, Jane, I know how busy you are and you had to drive up from Lincoln to make this happen. I'm so grateful you've done this and the panel. It's funny because I messaged you and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? You're like, this is the second thing I don't, <laughs> that I'm uncomfortable with. So. I'm like, okay, I've never done a panel. Now I have never done a podcast. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I look forward to continuing getting to know you and just learn from you because you bring, like I said, there's not a lot of people who have the, the longevity to make it in this industry um, and the wherewithal to have the skill sets to do it. So I appreciate you making the time. Thank you for coming on.
on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is so much fun. And yeah. you made it so much easier than <laughs> I thought it might be. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Everybody who hopped on, I appreciate you taking the time um, just to educate yourself and learn. So if this helped you at all or if you learned from this episode, share this with somebody else and we will see you next week. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.